Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. I'm Aubrey Edwards with my buddy Tony Schiavone. What's up? Today, we've got uh, Nyla Rose, one of the people we've been trying to get nonstop, seriously, like, needing to get, like, new laptops to make this possible, but totally, totally worth it. If you're not aware of Nyla is, one, you're an idiot, two, former AEW Women's World Champion, two-time WOW Women's Champion, <laughs> my notes say your pronouns are champion and scourge of mortals. <laughs> you are advocate for and maybe the creator of the thumbs up grenade. That's right. And my favorite bullet point is you are the 2020 Chris Jericho rock and wrestling rager at sea bowling champion. Yeah, damn Skippy. That's right. That's <laughs> you, you rubbed, rubbed a little bit of salt in the wound there. Like you kicked it off with former champion. I was like, that's, that's fresh. That burns a little. We're going to get that one out of the way real fast. Like, just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want I want to add something to this, Aubrey, and I want you to ask her the first question, but also, as a shoot, one of my favorite people in all of AEW. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> Even if you don't watch AEW, like, just following Nyla on Twitter is worth it. Yeah. Tony, like, like, okay, if we're, sh- if we're shooting, if we're really shooting, we're really shooting, like growing up, it was it, like you, you just exuded so much personality through the TV screen. So that first day when you, you know, came up to me and you spoke to me, I was, I probably looked like an idiot. I'm not sure if you knew, thought I spoke English because I was just like, uh, 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 like, <laughs> I was just so, so taken aback. We haven't spent much time together backstage because on show days, it's crazy and stuff. Aubrey has had probably the misfortune of spending the most time with me. <laughs> so I think I owe you an apology. It's about to get real zany during this, during this next hour. Dance parties in locker rooms and <laughs> like real talks. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got some stories we can't share on this podcast. That's the one. one. Damn. Okay. That's that's the next one. That's uh. AEW unrestricted raw. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! All right, so how's it been going? Uh, it's been going. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a weird time with like coronavirus, everything that's happening in the world with the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, uh, we're kind of like in this weird filming once every two weeks thing, but like we're all still trying to do a pay per view without fans. Like, there's all of these crazy things happening. So how how are you doing through all of it? It's stressful. It takes a bit of a toll, but uh, I don't want to focus on that because there's, there's so much of that everywhere. Everybody's well aware of what's going on. So let's try to just uh, not that I want to ignore it or anything, but like, let's put some positivity out there. Very good. You know, like people need an escape. Let's give them that escape. All that withstanding, things are relatively good. That's good to hear. I, I heard you bought a steel drum during the lockdown. <laughs> I, I did not buy the steel drum. I did not pull the. I did not. I did not go for that one. I was about to. Oh. I was on the fence. Unfortunately, I did buy a uh, didgeridoo. This was like way pre-lockdown, so I've annoyed my family and neighbors. <laughs> so I, I thought, you know what? 
there's no end in sight to this lockdown. Let's hold off on the steel drum. We'll get that a little bit later. So, so it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I re- really want to play the Girls Gone Wild theme. That's really what it's all about. Oh, dude. Bing, 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 bing. So, so do you know how to play the steel drum? Or are you, it's not at be all. A, uh, not at all. Okay. <laughs> do you know how to play the didgeridoo? I can didgeridoo it a little bit, but that's it's not very good. Not at all. Hey, one of the things that's interested me about uh, in in the notes here about you is you're a sucker for new cereals. Oh, my God. Yes. Not just new cereals, but like new products, especially if they like new food products, I should yes. say, um, especially if they have like cheese. Oh, my God. Like if it's, if it's got cheese, I'm going to buy it. Like that's <laughs> there's there's no way around that. But definitely cereals like. This I don't know anybody out there if we got cereal fans. I don't even know if that's a thing, but like my all-time favorite. For those listening to this, Tony and I are frantically waving our yeah. hands like, yes, yes. All-time favorite, Double Dip Crunch. Really? Like that was the best cereal. I've never heard of that. It was it was kind of like it was a lightly frosted Chex, basically. But like it was naturally sweet. It was, just, it was like really good. It was the perfect balance of like savory but sweet. Like I ate it. Every day back in like what 94, 95, whenever it was out. It, but it's it's off the shelves. It hasn't been around. So, you know, meeting the Captain Crunches, Cinnamon Toast Crunches. I like crunches apparently. Yeah. That's that's a thing. I'm a big cinnamon toast crunch mark. <laughs> like that's that's my jam. Every day in high school I'd have a bowl of that. Yeah. Have you ever mixed cereal? Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So we're we're true fans right here. True cereal fans. I'm a purist. I had uh, I had for dinner yesterday after I got off my bike three bowls of Lucky Charms. Jesus Christ, Tony! That was my dinner, <laughs> okay? Because they're magically delicious. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, and I'm we we have gigantic boxes of Lucky Charms in the house because I just absolutely love it. And I'm like you. I liked when I go through the cereal aisle and I see something new. I go, Holy! I gotta I gotta try this. Yeah, like I, there's been cereals I've bought where I like. I'm not going to name any names. I don't know who's our sponsor. <laughs> we don't have any cereal sponsors, but maybe we can start. Okay. Yeah. So like, but like there's been things I'm like, oh, I know that's going to be horrible, but that I got to get it. It's new. I never got to get it. I got to get it. Got to, got to put that in my tummy. Like, yeah, for sure. 100%. What are your favorite mixes? Oh, uh, golden grams goes with just about anything. Yes. Oh my God. Mm. Golden grams. That's like, that's like the, uh, I don't know. I'm not a very good drinker. I was just trying to think of like what could be a good mixer, but like I use White Claw as a mixer. Like that's not that's, that's already <laughs> alcoholic. Like you're not supposed to the official drink of backstage at AEW. <laughs> yeah. No, Golden Grams goes good with anything. So that's that's probably one of my favorite to mix with. Mm. Like Cocoa Pebbles, oh. good with that. Mm. Like uh, throw in some Lucky Charms. Oh. Perfect. So one of the things that I know that we've been talking about a lot backstage, like you, me, and Sonny, kind of switching more to like the plant-based diet. Yeah. Speaking of cereal and all these unhealthy things, like let's talk about the healthy shit now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. Cereal is healthy. Okay. Cereal is healthy. You can still have plant-based cereal. <laughs> okay. Oats are healthy for you. Lower your cholesterol. Well, not if you have three bowls of it. Right. Jesus, dude. <laughs> well, if you don't eat anything the rest of the day, why not? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Are you only eating Lucky Charms during the day, Tony? Like, <laughs> during that, uh, I only only eat cereal during the day. Lucky Charms. This is not about me. I'll get this out. Let you know. <laughs> I only eat, eat during the day Lucky Charms or Honey Nut Cheerios. God, this started as a Nyla Rose podcast and it turned into a Tony Schiavone <laughs> intervention. It's a cereal podcast. Well, just wait till we start talking about PS4. But go ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, let's let's just jump into that. Screw it. What are you playing on PS4 right now, Nyla? 
Okay, so right now, I'm going to get flagged for this. I know I'm going to get flagged for this. I'm late to the game. I know it. I know I am. But I'm catching up on The Witcher 3. Good. Mm. Good choice. That's where, that's where I'm at. I just finished uh, what, God of War 4. Then I dabbled around. I, I got uh, what some party games. Jackbox. Jackbox is so good. So fun. Uh, Private Party turned me on to that. I did not know that uh, You Don't Know Jack evolved. I was a huge fan of You Don't Know Jack back in the day. I even had like the one for younger kids, the spinoff was like Head Rush or whatever. Like I was huge into that, but um, I did. I thought it died off. Apparently it did not. And when we were filming Private Party, uh, Mark Quinn was like, hey, let's let's from Jackbox. And I was like, what in the, what's Jack in the box? Burgers? We need some burgers? And he's like, no, 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 it's Jackbox. It's this, this. I was like, oh my God, I know it's about to crush you. I didn't crush anybody. I, I, <laughs> It's horrible. I'm rusty. <laughs> Tony, what are you playing right now? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. yeah. I am I am so far into that world, I can't get out of it. But I got I got to Chapter 3 last night. Oh, Ooh, oh. Proud of you. And I'm like you, Nyla. I saw your tweet. You know, before it's over, I'm going to kill Micah. I'm just going to go right up to him and shoot him in the head. Oh, he is the, he is the worst. He's the, the worst, worst person. Worst person ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just video games in general. Not even that world. Just like games. Yes, right. He's a terrible person. I don't know, man. Sephiroth's up there. Mm. Hey, hey, hey! You caught me off guard with that. I laughed a little bit. No, no, don't, don't, don't badmouth Sephiroth. <laughs> Probably like one of the coolest, but also like scariest villains in video games. Definitely, definitely. Did you play the uh, remake? No, my husband's playing it, so I'm like doing the whole watch over the shoulder thing. But I'm like, how do you make a whole disc about Midgard? Like, that's insane. Dude, well, it is insane. It's like, I'm not going to give anything away, but it's like, it's crazy because it's kind of like a reboot, but at the same time, a sequel. Yeah, it's been real good. It's a wild ride, and I cannot wait for the... What game are we talking about? I'm going to write this down. Uh, (laughs) Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Got it. And the music. Oh, my God. The music. They brought it back. We just got to the the dance sequence. Oh. Like, right before he does the cross-dressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, brilliant. Brilliant. And as, like, a former game developer, I'm sitting there like, someone got to animate this. Oh, that was a, that was a lot of fun. This is incredible. <laughs> you know, I'm honestly, I'm hoping we, uh, somebody, whoever's working on it, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, put a dance sequence in the AEW game. Mm. Hey, hey. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I'll talk to some people. Maybe I know a few. All right, all right. See what I can do. All right. We should probably talk about like wrestling or something. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> nah, what the hell? Hey, that was a good segue. AEW game. Okay. Like, right? <laughs> this is AEW game. That's perfect. Perfect segue. Oh my god, where where do I even start? Um, so your grandma introduced you to wrestling, right? Yes. Yes, she did. Curse her. Curse her, but bless her. God bless her. <laughs> a little bit cursed. It totally consumed my life. Like, I am so much a fan of wrestling still like somebody had to remind me that i'm famous too like i i forget like i just i get so drawn up in like what we're doing oh my god look at the set oh this gear is awesome like i'm i'm such a fan of every aspect of what we do and every week i'm absolutely blessed i cannot believe i get to be backstage and and meet the people that i get to meet and and have the conversations that i get to have it's even now, I'm like, what is going on? What is my life? I'm having a conversation about PS4 with Tony Schiavone. What is my life? <laughs> I used to watch him call uh, what Halloween Havoc and, and all this other stuff. Wow. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this is 
this is really happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nuts. You're just backstage and, oh, yeah, Matt Hardy's just you know, sharing stories yeah. back in the day. This is this is <laughs> yeah. my life now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we uh, we all are just real people? Isn't that really, really weird? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a word for it. It's it's just it's beautiful and it's such a blessing. I'm I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. So you watched wrestling as a kid. When did you know you wanted to join the business? I guess when I knew there was a business you could join. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed like such a wild outside thing growing up. You know, it's 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 on TV, so it's to me it's no different than any other television show. Like. And, uh, Batman. How is Batman made? How is, uh, you know, Sesame Street made? Like, the, I, I have no clue of how these things are done. So that that was my reference point. When I got a little bit older, I want to say like late high schoolish, college-ish, it was like, oh, you can go to school for this and you can actually do this and possibly make a living at it. So that's kind of right around where it became like, I, I'd like to try to do this. I have no idea how to go about doing that, but now I know it's something that can be done. So I'm going to figure out the first step and make that happen. So so what was the first step? Just Google local schools and sign up? or We didn't have Google back then. <laughs> oh, I forgot you're old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. We, we used a web crawler. We web crawlered local schools. Uh. Yeah, and um, I found one in Baltimore, which I could not get to because I did not have a car. So it just seemed like an impossible task, but it, it was like, it was always in the back of my mind. Halfway through probably what, my first, second year of college, somewhere in there, I uh, had a car, had a little bit of money in my pocket because I was working, I was doing my thing. Um, and I found a school in Manassas, Virginia. It was like, okay, now this is starting to make sense. Now this seems like it's attainable. So gave him a call. No one answered. <laughs> I got a call back. I was busy playing Guitar Hero. Not surprising. Um, not surprising at all. I was trying to beat Thunder Horse perfect record. Like what? Eventually we got in contact with one another and I went down, I checked it out and it was like stepping into a dream. Honestly, like you walk in, the ring was there. The ring had its own presence. You know, I, I heard angels singing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was, it was wild. It was such a wild ride. I think I, I, I just gave him all my money, like right on the spot. Like I paid for wrestling school in full on the spot. It was like, no questions asked here charge the car let's do this when do we start when do we sign up and and i did wow when you were growing up who were your favorite wrestlers when you were growing up oh so many um and and i always i always feel bad because every time i'm asked this question i get into like a brain overload like i I start to stutter and stammer but definitely um what dibiase piper Mm. undertaker huge undertaker mark Mm. like all of my life, uh, Shawn Michaels, Alundra Blaze, get a bit, little bit later down the line, Trish Stratus, Lita, the like second or third iteration of Edge started to grow on me. Somewhere down the line, I really got into Kane. I, I like loved Kane, RVD. Like, there's just been people all throughout that I, I've really started to gravitate towards. But Undertaker has always been that constant. I don't know. Maybe it's the character. I don't know what it is about him, but I was just always drawn to him like the entire time. Yeah. Have you met him? I have not. I have not had the, the privilege. He's a real person, too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> okay. We are talking with Nyla Rose on AEW Unrestricted. Next, we want to talk about wrestling school and her life moving on forward from that. AEW Unrestricted, Nyla Rose. I mentioned one of my favorites. Little story before we before I hit you with the next question. The first time I met Nyla, we were at Starcast in Chicago. 
and I was doing this panel with women's wrestlers in AEW. This is before I started in AEW, remember that. And I think Britt Baker was there, Allie was there, Sadie Gibbs was there, and they were all talking really nice and really sweet. And I introduced <laughs> Nyla Rose, and she came out staring a hole through me, staring a hole through them. I mean, she was in perfect character, kicking people's ass. And I told her, if you'll recall, I said, you're going to be a big star because you get it. I mean, you just get it. And that's one of the reasons I've always loved you, Nyla. I just think you get it. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I, I definitely remember that. Like, yeah, that, that was the moment I was talking about that. When you when you said that to me, I was like, holy shit, Tony Shabani. What? He he likes what I do. Like, it, it was it was so surreal to me to have captured your attention in such a way. Like, you've been everywhere. You've seen it all. And then little old me. What? That was unreal for me. Yeah, it was it was a great time. And that, again, it was before. Before I started, and uh, Dark times. yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm really glad I got to to meet you and, and all of the likewise all for sure. of, all the wrestlers. You started wrestling school training just as you were grappling with another big decision in your life. Now I want you to, if you will, talk to us about that, and that is transitioning your gender presentation. Oh, I thought it was uh, if I was going to get the geo prism. No, yes, that that was the <laughs> other that was the big thing. Right. The bigger thing. No, um. no, that's the bigger thing. So my, my question here is how did that impact uh, your training or your, your dream to be a wrestler? So total transparency. It didn't really uh, impact my training because I was still pretty closeted to that group of people. Okay. I was still kind of finding myself and, and figuring out what was possible and what meant what and at the time, at that time, I identified with being a transvestite. For those who don't know, that is kind of like a level 36 crossdresser. Uh, right. And again, this is this is generally, typically speaking, there are, you know, everybody has ways that they identify, but I'm, I'm speaking dictionary definition, typical. That is someone who, who when they're male, they're male. When they're female, they're female. Got it. You know, they they go the extra mile. They don't. They're not just cross dressing. It's it's a little bit more, if you will. Yeah. Eddie Eddie Izzard Eddie Izzard is one of the more famous ones that come to mind. Absolutely, and that and that's exactly what I was going to say at the time. That's how I identified because that's what I that's as far as I thought it was possible to go. I knew that I wanted more, but given my living situation, my life circumstance, I didn't think that was going to be achievable especially wanting to be in the entertainment industry. Uh, but seeing people like Eddie Izzard and, and seeing them push and go and thrive, it was like, okay, maybe this is possible. Maybe there is a place for me somewhere, even if it's behind the scenes, that I was totally fine with that because I love the behind the scenes stuff. Obviously, my first love is being out there and, and actually performing. But I, like I said, when I say I love the business, I love the business, every single aspect of it. Right. But yes, it was it was a huge decision. And I was still finding myself still trying to find a way to make it to training, to find the time to train between balancing uh, myself, my school schedule, work schedule and then squeeze in wrestling in there somewhere, wherever it could. Right. I was I was lucky and blessed enough that everyone at Kaida Pro, Jim Zaveski, was willing to work with me and kind of kind of make a uh, alternate schedule, if you will, mm -hmm. just to get my foot in the door. Right. So with all of that, like, at what point did you realize that you would have a big impact from like the representation standpoint? I honestly think that wasn't until. Much, much later, uh, realistically, probably wasn't until signing with AEW. I was I was never uh, 
shy about it or quiet about it. <laughs> it- <laughs> There's nothing shy about you. Yeah. <laughs> nothing shy. Very true. Uh, I, thought, I thought you said we can't tell those stories. No, no, no. Um, you guys made me lose my train of thought. I was never shy or quiet about who I am and, and how I was, how I lived and all that. Uh, so on the indies, I just never really promoted it in the sense as, as it's not a part of my character, mm-hmm. but I never shied away from it. You know, I never denied it. I never wanted to quote unquote trick anybody or anything like that. So it never really came up on the indies, but, but some people, you know, they would see me post certain things or ask about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trans and here it is like, yeah, whatever. So it, it reached a few people. But it wasn't until signing with AEW when uh, some news source, like, for lack of a better phrase, dropped the bomb. And it was it, like it reached the world. And then everybody I was like, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I had remember hearing I think Brandy had done an interview or something about it. Where like when I think Kenny originally reached out to you about joining AEW and nobody actually knew you were trans. They just wanted you as a wrestler for the women's division. So it's kind of one of those like, oh, hey, this is this is from my perspective. It's really cool because it's like they're hiring you for you and you're not like filling a checkbox. Right. For sure. Absolutely. And and that and that was like the biggest compliment, if you will. For me, it was it was it made me feel really good because they didn't see me. Like you said, as, as a checkbox, as, as like, a oh, well, we got one of those. What's the next Pokemon to catch? Like. They really were just kind of like, hey, you know, we like this chick. We like what she does in the ring. We want to put that on television. We we want that with us. Well, at the time, there was no television, but you know what I'm saying. They knew it was happening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was happening. One of the things about AEW that's great, there's so many things about AEW that's great. Yeah. You got to really work here to know that. I I can sit here and I I can stand here and. And sing the praises of all of us, but unless you're behind the scenes and know the people you work with, you don't get it. But one of the great things about AEW is letting you be yourself Yeah. Uh, on many levels. Aubrey, as we know, is a great referee, but Aubrey, as we know, is a big smartass. Oh, totally. <laughs> so they let her be this big, smartass, great referee, right? They were like, we want to put you on a podcast. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> right. So... Let me let me give you another Nyla Rose Tony Schiavone story, okay? And that's another reason, okay? The the very first time I ever saw you, ever saw you was the Casino Battle Royal last year, right? Okay. In Las Vegas, I wasn't a part of the company. I was, but I was front row ringside, and all you ladies were out there wrestling. And I turned to my son Matt, who's like one of the greatest guys ever. I'm so proud of him, and I said, "This Nyla Rose is fantastic." And he said, you know, she's transgender. I said, I love her even more. Yeah. Yay. So, <laughs> so I was, nobody knew me. I mean, Aubrey didn't know me. Nolly didn't know me. But I mean, I was like sitting right front row ringside like a mark <laughs> with, with a lot of, a uh, lot of booze in me at that time. When do you not have a lot of booze in you? Mostly I don't. Yeah. <laughs> booze or cereal. That's what we've learned about. Cereal. Okay. Remember oats. Oats. Soak up alcohol. They do. Okay. So eat a lot of cereal. Okay. There's a science behind this, Aubrey. So I I don't, again, I just wanted to, what I'm trying to say is here that the the all-inclusive, what we have with Tony Khan is is just makes it a wonderful place to work. And and I know you're a big part of that. And and I know you feel very happy about how I think everyone has accepted you. And I think the fans have accepted you. I just think it's it's a wonderful story. It really is. Well, thank you. I I don't think I have much to add to that. It's 
I, I wish I had seen you at the Casino Battle Royal, but whoo-wee, that was a heck of a night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I, I, I lost vision in the first 30 seconds of that match. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a total haphazard. Nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Total haphazard accident. But I, I wrestled that whole match blind, so that's a fun little story. Wow, how about that? I want to get to that story because I want to talk about AEW. But I also want to talk about the fact that you lived in Japan for a bit, right? Yes, uh, off and on for a couple of years. Yeah, how was that? How was that living there? It was it was great. It was wonderful. Um, I again just a, a lot of a lot of crazier things have happened purely by by chance and happenstance, I guess, uh, in wrestling for me. I, I had just come back from Canada actually working on a television show, uh, and I heard that you know legend Nagayo Chigusa was going to be holding some tryouts for her. Uh, wrestling company she was starting up she had branched off from her former partner and a former promotion she was doing she was looking for some talent to come to uh, Japan and um, she, she had done another round previously but I couldn't I could not make that one not that I didn't want to but I, I found out way too late and it just things just didn't work out yeah but this time it was kind of like ah I'd like to go but I can't I just got back money's tight like this 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 and I was like hey no like you really need to be there and I was like nope I hear you loud and clear gonna figure it out gonna find a way to be there I driving down the road trying to like find anywhere to sleep for the night and it was oh. it was a fly by the seat of your pants kind of story uh went to the tryout she liked what she saw she asked me if I could stay another night so I had to find another place to stay. We ended up staying at this weird hostel. I didn't even know they had those in New York, right? Wow. It was it was a crazy, crazy weekend. But uh, yeah, she she liked me. Um, she invited me to Japan to come come train at her dojo and learn from her. And who says no to that, right? So yeah, yeah let's do it. As, as you all know, wrestling is wrestling. So I was like, okay, well, it was nice. It was a nice offer, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. And I get a you know I get a message online maybe two, three weeks later, and they're like starting the process. Hey, this is going down. We're going to bring you to Japan. I'm like, oh my God, this is actually happening right now. The next thing you know, I'm living in Japan. I don't know anybody. I don't know any Japanese. Oh, that's fun. But I'm I'm totally committed and I'm there for what, the next uh, four, four and a half months. Yeah. Your nickname was Kenny Omega's hair. Kenny Omega hair. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Omega hair. Okay. Kenny Omega hair. That's what the girls call me. My hair is naturally curly, so anytime it was like incredibly humid, or I would get out the uh, shower, they would say, "Ah, Miss Kenny Omega hair." And they would, oh my god! <laughs> so rumor has it you can do a Kenny Omega impression. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I could do a Kenny. I just I just I just do the goodbye and good night. <laughs> better than most. That's better than, exactly better. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's exactly right. So Japanese, you say you can't speak it, but I, I, you, you pick up some over there, right? I mean, and, and you... Yeah, you know. so over having been there, like I said, it's been, um, what, like four years, four or five years by now that I've been back and forth, like literally splitting the year. I'll, I'll be here for like five months, go over there for five or six months and, and bouncing back and forth. So definitely have picked up more than a few words. I'd, I'd like to think I can hold a very broken conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of which, like we, I know it's, it's a touchy subject. It's very recent, but you, you recently lost your title. I'm very sorry, but I mean, you lost it to Hikaru Shida, one of our incredible wrestlers on the ladies roster. Amazing, amazing wrestler. And we have a number of Joshis. Have you found that your time spent in Japan has kind of helped working with them in the ring? 
I, I will. So I'll go on record for the first time ever. You're getting the AEW unrestricted exclusive. Nyla Rose does have an unfair advantage in pro wrestling. It's that <laughs> I've spent so much time in Japan that I know how to speak some Japanese and I work well with the Joshis. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's, Boom. that's the unfair advantage that I have. Breaking news. Everything else is kind of... But... Yeah. <laughs> You have an interesting way, uh, I we understand, of communicating with Japanese wrestlers when you're putting a match together, right? <laughs> Where are you guys getting these notes? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know. We, we have a great producer, okay? We, we do. We do. Yes. Uh, so after after my first tour of Japan, I um, I was still having a little bit of trouble breaking down the wall, and I could you know say a few things here and there, but I, I went to the Dollar Tree, and I bought some dolls. Those became my translators. So anytime <laughs> I was in the locker room... And uh, I would be like, oh, yeah, I would do this and uh, Brain Buster. And I would name something. And everybody's like looking at me like, huh? Like, nani, nani. And I'm like, ah, chotomate. Like, hang on a sec. And I would like, <laughs> grab my dolls and I would illustrate the move. And they're like, ah, sagoy, sagoy. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're on the same page. Like, there's no, no messing that up. Wow. I haven't seen. Do you still have the dolls backstage? They are still backstage. <laughs> wow. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. I will introduce you to the uh, translator. <laughs> Please. Uh, one more thing about Japan that we're going to AEW. You have a lot of swords on the back of the wall. Do you get those in Japan? No, actually. Uh, a little bit from all over. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, there's more. There's quite a few. There's a little bit. There's That's not even all of them. Is that insane? Is that insane Seven. to say? There's at least like 20 there. Yeah, there's like uh, three more on this side of the room. There's one over here. There's like two down this hallway so basically you don't fuck with nyla basically basically i knew that before the swords be <laughs> seriously seriously all right we're uh aw unrestricted talking to nyla rose super super fun conversation uh when we come back we'll keep talking about aw you coming into it and just the impact you've made so far all righty this is aw unrestricted tony and aubrey here talking with nyla Super fascinating conversation. Japan, AEW, transitioning, uh, swords. Like, we've talked about a bunch of different shit. One of the things that I want to touch on before we kind of go more, like, deep dive into AEW stuff. So you were the bowling champion on the cruise this past January. That's right. If I was smart, I would have ran and got the trophy just to, like, show it off. Just to have it in the frame. Just to have it in the frame. Just to rub it into uh, Chavo Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero's face because I beat them. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the like interesting things and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Like all these people who are like air quotes famous are just like regular people. Like Vicky just hangs out in our locker room like at work, right? And she's amazing. Oh, yeah. She's so nice. Oh, I love Vicky. Yeah. Oh my God, right? Like how can you not? She is so genuine and sweet and just... Uh, I, I could I could just go on a whole tangent. I won't I won't derail this. I won't derail this. So what was it like kicking her ass and bowling? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she is such a good shit talker. <laughs> like you don't understand. Here we go. This is we're gonna uh, uh, bring it back around. We're gonna loop it back around. Back to the video games. I love playing video games. Right. I love playing shooters like Call of Duty and stuff. I'm not very good at them. <laughs> But I can talk so much shit. I get in your head, right? Like, mm. I'm so good at that. Like, Overwatch, trash. I am horrible <laughs> at Overwatch. But I love to play it. But I can talk so much shit. 
Vicky talked so much shit during us playing bowling. Like, oh my God, she's going to beat my ass. Like she's going to, like she got in my head. She's so good and effective that way. I think my favorite part of that is hearing that she was talking shit and you still beat her. And then the next day we had a podcast <laughs> with her and you wore the trophy around your neck during the entirety of the podcast. Just like, sup, bitch, what's up? I got this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, uh, as, as you are well aware, more than probably anybody, I'm a little bit extra. Uh, a little bit? I, a little bit. After I won the trophy and, and I saw it fit around my lanyard, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a necklace. Like, <laughs> I'm going to rub this in everyone's face. Oh, wow. my God. You started in AEW and it started with a DM from Kenny Omega. Talk about that. <laughs> Uh, it started with what I thought was a rib from uh, some friends of mine. Um, huge, like you said, who, who are some of your favorites? Kenny Omega, one of my favorites, and and got the Kenny Omega hair, right? So yes, <laughs> it's no secret. It's no secret. It, like I got a message like, "Oh, Kenny Omega," and I just looked at it. I was like, "Yeah, right, whatever." And I totally ignored it. Like went back on my Twitter feed and. <laughs> Like, just kept scrolling. And then later on, like, maybe an hour, two hours later, I was like, all right, wait, who is this for a kitty? Oh, that's got a, that's got a check mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, hey, Siri, can you fake check marks on Twitter? No, no, you can't fake those. That's, that's, that's legit. That's really kidding. Omega. Oh, my God. What is what is happening? <laughs> then I, like, I, I read the thing, and it was like, hey, you know, I'd love to talk with you about some opportunities. Um, you know, here's my number. Like, let's talk. I was like, oh, my God. I don't even know what life is right now, but so I, I did, and here we are. <laughs> wow. That's a, kind of a fast-forward story, but, I mean, you, 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 you uh, and, and Kenny being one of the EVPs, I know really liked you, but, I mean, you had to go through some sort of negotiating period, and yeah. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know what we were allowed to, I didn't know what we were allowed to say, but yeah, there was a little bit more to it than just like, hey, you want a job? Here's a job. No, there was, yeah, right. it wasn't that at all. Like, we, we right. exchanged numbers, we talked, uh, you know, he told me what was expected of me. As far as what what they were doing, what he'd like me to do, um, he asked me if I was interested. You know the the typical thing. The typical stuff, the, yeah. The typical thing. So he had seen your work in Japan. He yes. he had been impressed by you. So that's why he contacted you, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and and that well, I didn't know that at the time, but that's what later uh, came to be known from my stuff in Japan. How he got a hold of that, or maybe he just heard my name. I I don't know how that came about, but um, I'm glad it did glad i got on his radar somehow right i must have been doing something right so you made your AEW debut at double or nothing in the four-way for the women's what was that like because i know that uh it had been advertised as a three-way and then awesome kong ends up debuting and and like that whole day was just kind of crazy because i don't think any of us really expected what was gonna happen that whole day that whole experience like I still, to this day, we're like over a year now removed from that. And I'm still like, it's still sinking in that day. Like there was a 50 foot banner of my face yelling at all of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like when they, when they put up the banner and I'm looking at the banner, I'm seeing it's like, oh yeah, Cody, definitely. That makes us Jericho. Of course he's going to be on the banner. Why would Jericho be on a banner? Uh, who Like Kenny, Kenny's definitely going to be on a banner. Nyla, why did they put me on a banner? Who's responsible? Like I was, I, it was unbelievable. It was one of the coolest things that ever happened. You know, you're walking down in Vegas, you see that it was, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. It was cool. It was such a ride. But yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was advertised the three way, and then the swerve. Awesome Kong comes out. Yeah. I had met her 
super, super briefly. So I didn't get to know her. I didn't know how she was like, especially the one time that I did meet her. She was a little upset because uh, she couldn't find her credit cards. Of course, rightfully so. You're going to be upset. So I was a little, you know, she got her TV persona, TV presence. I was a little like, oh, I don't want to get on her bad side. I don't want to get in her way. I don't want to. You know, so I was, I was a little scared, <laughs> I was a little scared to talk to her. Uh, but I was doing ring crew for uh, Impact. The uh, whoa, word. stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Run that, I was doing ring crew for impact thing by me again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, like I said, some of the craziest <laughs> things in this business have happened purely by chance. I happen to know someone who do had their foot in the door who was doing ring crew and working with impact, Foxy Roxy. And she, she was gracious enough. She said, hey, there's an opportunity. It's just ring crew. I can't promise anything beyond that. And I was like, no, that's that. Hey, like, let's do it. That's the foot that, in the door. So she brought me on and and wow. gave my gave my name to the right people and 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 I, I don't know who made that decision to like give the thumbs up, but they did and 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 there I was. I worked ring crew on a couple of shows and actually funny story about that. Yeah. Uh, so we're standing there wearing our all black, you know, as as ring crew does. They had a meet and greet before the show, and you've got so many wrestlers all around the ring signing autographs. And this one kid comes up to me and he's like, oh, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, it didn't register to me. And he was like, it, the, way, the more he talked, I came to realize he thought I was Tamina Snuka. Oh, my God. Wow. So I was like, uh, OK. So I look over and I get the thumbs up. I was like, hey, if they want your autograph, sign an autograph. Like, we're here for the fans. I'm like, you're damn right we are. Cool. I just want to make sure not get any hot water. So I signed the autograph. Right. That was a mistake because somebody saw me sign the autograph. So then I started to get a line of people. No. Oh, that's always how it happens. <laughs> and at the time, I'm nobody. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not who you think I am. Uh, wow. Did you sign it, Nyla Rose, or did you sign it to me, Nasaka? <laughs> no, I did sign it, Nyla Rose, and and okay. they were just so excited that wrestlers were out there, and they thought I was somebody. And Zima Ion at the time, I God, like poor guy, I don't know what he's going by these days. But DJ Z, he he was up on the stage, and I knew him from before, and he just looks over at me and shakes his head like. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, I, I don't know. How about that nugget that you tried to slip by us right there about I being did, on I the did. ring crew? And it was a great story out of that, man. <laughs> wow. Just no big deal. Just no, no big deal. No big deal. You have had some, you have had some great, and I, I don't want to, I'm sorry to break your train of thought. You were talking about double or nothing, right? The four way. Yes, yes. 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 So, so finally getting that, that chance to actually meet Kong and like have that moment with her. I was still intimidated because I still had no gauge of who she who she was. Right. But she she's going to kill me for this. But she is such a sweetheart, loving individual. Yeah. I know I'm gonna catch a back fist for it, but I don't care. I love that woman to death. She is so amazing. Rightfully so. Her name is awesome because she is. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. On period, sis. Like for real. <laughs> Got it. So you've got the four-way, double or nothing, and then Casino Battle Royal at All Out. And I think the big, like, for me, being able to see you as a wrestler really stand out was your match with Riho at the first episode of TV. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it, like I said, 
the first double or nothing is still sinking in. You think I'm that far down the train yet? Like I know, right? Like it, it still hasn't sunk into me. Um, some some of these things that people say. Like I go back and watch it, and I'm so hypercritical of myself. Like sure, I get that. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had done this differently. I should have, you know, paced this a little bit more. I should have done this or not done this or whatever. So so I don't see what you see, but. I'm super grateful that you see it. I see a total badass. Okay, just take the compliment. <laughs> Thank you. It was one of the. It was one of the show stealers. You know, it, <laughs> it really was. It, it was one of the matches that stole the show. And uh, again, the, that same son of mine who explained to me who you were because I'd never seen you before sent me a text that night. He said the women's match was probably the best match on the card. And that's absolutely crazy for me yeah. to, to be a part of something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Like. For me to be in a match that that is recognized or acknowledged or, or people feel that way about, I'm like, holy crap, like I'm, I'm doing it like, you know, I'm, I'm on the right track. I got to keep pushing. I, I want to do it again. I want people to say that match stole the show again. Like that's I, I want to get arrested for stealing shows like like that's my next year is going to be prison uh, black and white uh, burglar <laughs> bars. Because I'm, I'm going to steal the show. That's that's what I'm going to do. Very good. Well, I mean, like you arguably did the same thing at this last Double or Nothing. Like you and Sheeta put on a fucking barn burner, dude. Like I remember like you came backstage and I told you like I was crying. Like, oh, my God, thank you so much for that match. It was incredible. You you did. You did. And and, and I I broke down shortly thereafter. We had, a, we had a good cry. We had a good cry together. We had a, we had a good therapeutic cry after that. It, it felt good. They, they've all felt good. They've all felt good. Some better, uh, some more than most. But but that one really felt good. Yeah, I think I think the big thing is like women's wrestling is still kind of fighting that stigma as like it's lesser than men. So anytime there's that really awesome kick-ass women's match, it's like, yes, this is what we are. This is what we're about. And these are the people we have like driving our roster forward. And this is going to be the thing that changes people's opinion. And like I just... I just love that, and I love that you're a part of that, and I love that I get to work with you. Thank you. 100%. I, I can't say that any better than you, so I'll just co-sign that, but th- th- that's absolutely correct. Um, I've said it before. Uh, there, there's been times, okay, so it's been one time, but like, I showed up at a show, and like the disrespect to my face was like so blatant. Like They just straight up said, hey, popcorn, you ready for your match? Oh, my God. Now, for those, those who don't know they were calling me a popcorn match, basically saying my match was going to be garbage and not worth being on the show. And I was like, wow, really? That's a hell of a welcome. Thank you, sir. So it was just kind of like that was the fuel I needed. And me and uh, Jesse Bell Smothers went out there and we, as they say, as the kids say in the business, we tore the house down. And when I came back, I actually had earned his respect. Awesome. So as annoying as it was for him to say that before I went out and I wanted to hit him in the face... Uh, it was pretty cool to, in that short amount of time, have earned his respect. So, double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah, text me his name uh, because <laughs> I want to send him a DM. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's one of the good ones now. He's he's just really protective of the business. Yeah, I get it. You know, like I said, you know, it sucked that that was his outlook, but I'm glad I could change his mind. And even more so, I'm grateful that he was open enough to having his mind changed. I mean, that's a big part of what AEW is doing, right? Like we're doing things differently than what people have seen before. Like we're changing the business. The way we approach things is very different, even from just like a match, like putting together a match, but also like how we present our roster, how we present our storylines. Like 
and to see how many people are open to the idea of like, okay, well, maybe this is different than what I know, but I'm open to it and whatnot. Like, I get the same shit. Like, people are like, oh, she's a woman. She's not going to, like, be able to actually, like, defend the men. And then, like, I'm fucking yelling at Jericho every show, so. Yeah. Well, it's, it's those guns, like, your your arms, like, mm. like a jack, swole. I got a hoodie on, so I'm kind of hiding them. <laughs> Guns are concealed today. Yeah, boy, you sure are hiding them. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 really, but really, Nyla, and and the same thing for you here, Aubrey. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Do you see yourself as a role model for transgenders wanting to move on in society? I don't see myself. So it's it's a weird place to be. I don't see myself as a role model because I just see myself as me. Okay. But I do recognize the fact that I can be someone's role model. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I get it. <laughs> so I try to be hyper aware of not being tone deaf on certain issues or, you know, using the correct language or, or basic, basically, I try to be uh, uh, conscious about what I do and what I say, because I know it may influence even one person. And, and if I do it in the wrong way, that's highly irresponsible of where I am. Yeah. I can't let that happen. Right. I mean, arguably being yourself is the biggest part of being a role model, right? Yeah. If you weren't genuinely you, you're not making as big of an impact as you could be. Exactly. Because it's all it, it's all fake and a facade. So who's, who's going to buy into you if you're not really being you? Exactly. I, I, I get that. I mean, I get that on your behalf, on Aubrey's behalf, being a, a female referee. Being a smart ass. Being a smart. And on my behalf, you know, just showing the senior citizens can still announce wrestling. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> We have to fight ageism for Tony's sake. Absolutely. You can still do it in your old age. Whatever, Tony. I see <laughs> I seen you playing flip cup. You you oh, God. you are such a young spirited. You are such a, a, a kind hearted let me, let me stop. I'm a heel. Oh, okay. You're, stop you're the worst. Yeah, yeah. You're awful. Me. Call me Shivani. Don't say Tony. Shivani. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Listen, let me ask you about uh and, and we're probably getting uh, close on time here, but let me ask you about your your ring attire and your mask. Where, how how'd you come up with all of that? Uh, it's, it's been a slow evolution. Honestly, the mask kind of started is uh, somebody gave it to me because I have an affinity for skulls, I guess. Not someone surprised. gave it. <laughs> <laughs> so Someone just gave it to me and I was like, hey, I'm going to wear this because it's cool. Like, that's really how it came about. As I put more thought into it, I was like, hey, this actually, like, something could, it, it wasn't the mask that I wear now, but I was like, there could be something to this. And and obviously, you know, it, it, the Native Beast, it's right there in the title. I am proud of my Native American heritage. Right. In Native American culture, there is such thing as a death mask. It's not quite what I wear. It, it's very, very different, to be totally honest with you. But I thought, you know, what if, we could bring somehow like that imagery or that vibe to the theatrics of pro wrestling. So wearing the mask of death is, is that play on that, you know, I don't want to do what a real death mask is because it's, it's a sacred thing, mm. but if I can capture the idea as it were mm -hmm. and make it theatric, something that's kind of generalized. And then that's where that came from. So I started wearing the half mask and that's where that part came from kind of tying into that the red handprint as i've stated before it means a lot of things right definitely a, a big part of it is uh recognition of the missing and murdered indigenous women but turning it on its side uh having the blood drip it's that intimidating imagery as if i'm supposed to be a warrior 
you know, there's that to it as well. A uh, handprint in Native American culture symbolizes strength of a warrior, someone who's who's well versed in hand to hand combat. So, so there's a lot of things rolled into into it. It doesn't just mean one thing. Um, and I think that's what people get caught up on. They're so used to things being like, oh, it's this that it has to be exactly this thing. It's like, no, like you can be inspired by and make it your own. And that's what I tried to do. Man, you're just I love you, girl. Like I've I've told you time and time again. Yeah, we 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 really love you, Nyla. Yeah, we really do. I love having you as a part of my life, like the vibe that you have backstage and what you add to our locker room and just how badass you are in the ring. Like, thank you so much for being here today. Like, look, d- despite all the things I say about you guys on air, <laughs> I do love you all, too. Seriously. Seriously, you 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 make backstage, you make the ring, you make every uh, every bit of it feel like home. Oh man, it's so great, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Ryan. This was a lot of fun. Like, did the time really go by? What time is? It? Let me check my clock. Like, it it's really flown by. Yeah. Like, I want to do this again. We're just hanging out. We're having fun. Talking about cereal. We'll have to have you on again on AEW Unrestricted, which you can subscribe to for free. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you happen to watch, want to watch the video version of me throwing up the double buy, showing off my guns, you can catch that on YouTube. Just search for AEW Unrestricted. Tune in to AEW Dynamite Wednesday at 8 o'clock, 7 central on TNT. I'm Aubrey Edwards. This is Tony Schiavone. That guy. Thanks for listening. Nyla, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.